0: Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. It is pissing the rain out there and I am just about ready to finish up for Christmas. But the recruitment world doesn't stop for another couple of weeks, so we just have to keep at it. Or we'll miss out. I'm sure you're all in the same boat. Um, this is actually, it was the first podcast that we did when we went to LA on our trip. It's Jason Romney. He runs Intellitech out there. And... Uh, they're an international recruitment business uh, focusing on technology and we just had a bit of a catch-up. I have done a longer form version of his career and all the rest before, it's in the archives, uh, but this here just give you a taste of what their operation's like, uh, where they're based, uh, what he's like and uh, I think me and Jason were a little tired, both new dads, um, but we give it a good old shot. and. I got absolutely schooled at FIFA by some of his team members. Um, great wee business, um, good vibe about them, nice lads, and uh, it was uh, yeah, it was great to get in there and uh, and have a chat with them all. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to day one of the Recruiter Startup Podcast. We are in Los Angeles with the one and only Jason Romney. How are you today, sir?
1: Very well, very well. Yourself?
0: I am great. I love the vibe in here. I, was, I was just, It just hit me. It's a bit different to New York. The, the intensity, it's a bit more relaxed, a bit cooler.
1: Mm-hmm. And the weather's great. And
0: the weather's great, but we still like to do a lot of work and recruitment, don't we?
1: Certainly, yeah.
0: How long have you been out here for?
1: Uh, I moved here August 2015 my wife so yeah quite a while Um uh, been back and forth to london uh, quite a bit but yeah my own, our main state has been in la we,
0: we did a longer form podcast over the phone which is great and we kind of got into your journey but if we could just recap some of that maybe you you didn't just set up a, a u.s business uh, no no you, See w- how much walk it you you through actually I, <laughs> I i know that uh, i know that you incubated in uh in London, yeah. and, uh, and then worked it from there, right?
1: I'll try and give the, t- the 30 second spiel sure. that I give to, to clients. So, I've been working in recruitment since tw- uh, oh, since well no. just under 10 years, I think. Um, so, I worked for two companies, IT Talent and City Tech, before setting up in London. Um, got fed up of um, yeah, working with a lot of early stage startups and uh, decided to kind of set up by myself. My main motivator for setting up was my father, who I lost uh, pretty suddenly. Uh, to a brain tumor and One lasting memory I had from him is that he said he always regretted setting up a business He was a quantity surveyor very different uh, to what I was doing over here, but yeah, it kind of stuck with me Um, and Yeah, decided to kind of set up and was working in the startup space And then I came across this weird and wonderful thing called blockchain and crypto back in 2013 Saw it mostly from a gap in the market. I was doing loads of fintech stuff and was kind of putting two and two together, started seeing all these companies in uh, LA and San Francisco raise a lot of money. I was like, cool, they're going to need engineers and and developers and kind of started to kind of test the waters. And eventually 2015, my wife and I moved out here. Uh, So, yeah, it's been a fun and interesting kind of journey, although we haven't been crypto for, well, just solely crypto, as you can imagine. We've kind of dipped into other areas, but my ma- main background's been engineering, but we've added products, sales, marketing, yeah. uh, mobile, security, DevOps, the list goes on and on and on.
0: That's a nice wee snapshot of it now.
1: Yeah, probably missed out quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How'd you win your first bit of business in America? Uh,
1: just from the crypto stuff, from going to different events. Um, and I was kind of half doing London and half doing the US yeah. um, when I was over there, which was hard uh, because of the hours. but. I knew I had to prove a business model before moving out here. So, yeah, I kind of just was going about it and got intro to people at different events. But yeah. this was early stage when there was like only 100, uh, 200 people going to crypto events in London and Europe. And so then moved out to San Francisco to do a few events a bit as well.
0: Cool. And uh, so ar- early doors, you, uh, you, you won a bit of business from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, did you come out here by yourself with your wife? Or, or did you d- was it like a team of you that set up out here at the same time?
1: Sure, so I, I think I was on my honeymoon in Mexico where um, I had a, a message from an old colleague at CityTech, Tech who was, he just moved to uh, Chicago, I think, and he was looking to move to LA. Um, so he's a big biller. Um, things didn't work out in the end between us after a year, but um, we'd worked together. He was a very, yeah, very, very good biller uh, in, the, in the testing uh, space. And he was one of the drivers that kind of got me to actually set up um, over here. He said he's going to be in L.A. i always wanted to set up an office out here. It was a good time. Me and my wife didn't have any kids. Um, so I was like, okay, I need to kind of, yeah, kind of put, the put two and two together and uh, saw a huge gap over here and knew that the U.S. Uh, fees were huge yeah. uh, from what we were doing over in London. So when you,
0: when you set up, there was only a couple of players from the U.K. here, right? Mm-hmm. feel like every week a new one set and up now, an
1: Yeah, there seems to be a trend that's going around. Yeah, now. Um, but yeah I think yes there was but I, I think l- like I was saying to you earlier um, this morning that there's so much business to be won in the US and um, we don't really compete too much with other recruiters most of the stuff that we're competing with is internal people yeah. uh, internal recruiters um, and also we're based in LA although we don't do too much business out here it's mostly in San Francisco so yeah there are more and more people coming at Hill but that's natural with yeah. any kind of cycle I so
0: guess so uh, how does that work from maybe somebody who's listening to this that isn't in tech recruitment or isn't in USA recruitment, You do you fly in, meet some clients, sign some stuff up, come back, take take the jobs, analyse which jobs you want to work, go get your pool of candidates and then start bringing them to market in San Francisco?
1: Exactly. I think as well, um, the US market is very different and, and every city is very different. New York's very different to San Francisco. San Francisco is very different to LA in terms of the start and the type of clients. What... I've been fortunate to kind of understand out here, having been here for five years, is mm. just how that kind of all works together and how, um, for example, in London, you have to win PSLs, you have to wine and dine people. In mm. San Francisco, you can do four, 500K with someone. They're happy if you just meet them for a coffee. They don't have the time. Um, they're miles, beheaded, but yeah. well, miles ahead in terms of the technology, but they're happy to put a face to a name, but it, 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 you don't need to wine and dine them to kind of win their business. They see you as an integral part an uh, integral add-on to their recruitment kind of function rather yeah. than in the uk where you may have to try and sell yourself a bit more
0: do you think maybe that's just down to the saturation of the uk market yeah possibly
1: yeah. uh the fees are going down and there's so much competition out there um the us is obviously huge but just the numbers like take example of most of our clients who series a to c uh, companies that in london most of their, their fundraising at those levels typically are like five to 20 million. Uh, whereas in the US, it can be 20 million to 150, 200 million. Mm. And obviously, the, the amount of engineers they need to hire and the people they need to hire uh, because of that round, it's yeah, they need more and more and more. Mm. You don't just do one placement and then move on, they need five, ten more.
0: Were you tempted to put a wee office in San Francisco?
1: Yes, but I knew the, the benefit of. When I set up in LA, I did that for for a reason. Um, it's a nicer lifestyle for me personally out here. You also take the weather with you, um, yeah. and I knew that I was going to be taking people over from London as well. And I think it's an easier environment to kind of settle into. Um, and there's more.
0: I get more I get more demand going to LA than San Francisco. Yeah, even though my favorite is probably San Francisco I, 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 love I wanted life.
1: to move to San Francisco the yeah. wife didn't so she <laughs> right. had the final say so <laughs> there you go. Uh, I can understand that but look it's, it's yeah. an hour's trip yeah. and we, d- we typically do that every six to eight weeks when we win new business and um, yeah for some client meetings and stuff but we'll, we'll typically go for mm-hmm. two to three days fly in fly out um, and it works so far it's worked
0: yeah L- like me you're a new a newish dad um, hand on hard if you were a recruiter with a family, not a successful business owner, would you be thinking LA is the right the right location to move from the UK?
1: Mm, good question. Put me on the spot here. Um, yes and no. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think look, obviously, family is number one, and having gone through the, um, the well, my p- the passing of my father has a big kind of the family aspect is. Is more and more important and yes it is hard having a kid out here um but also i realized that the sometimes you need to take risks i am taking a risk i'm still continuing to take a risk even though the business may seem like it's six years uh, down the line um yeah i'm glad i moved here when i did i actually got my visa the day before trump got inaugurated um which is yeah pretty interesting um, but i also wanted to prove a business model and i've seen some companies grow come out here and grow too quickly. And then they've kind of gone into their shell, and then kind of come back um, after they've yeah. A lot of people just trying to do it because someone else is trying to do it. Mm. Um, but I think the way we've done it, and the way we continue to do it uh, in terms of the processes and um, sure. But
0: yeah. back to the, the the thing: if you sure. if you were in the UK, you're thinking about coming over yeah. here. You had a family. It, what I, I suppose what I'm thinking, I see this all the time. Yeah. Um, I, I always I, like, I, I, I start asking real difficult questions sure? to them whenever they have a family because yeah. I have one myself and yeah. we argued the whole way here <laughs> I was like I want to live here I want to live there yeah. and Charlotte's like no nah, we have a nice house in a village in England mm. and my mom's close and her, your mom's close and we can't
1: afford it and, sure. and then I'm like sure I'm making loads of money of course we can afford it and she's like we have no money oh, don't get me wrong LA's the most expensive yeah. place I've ever lived in grocery shopping here um, is crazy. Um, <laughs>
0: we had Whole Foods f- foods last <laughs> night. Like it was like ten bucks for a bottle <laughs> of oh, yeah. milk. You, cu-
1: you don't leave out there without a hundred dollar <laughs> um, for one bag. Yeah, yeah th- th- there's stuff that's great, but also the opportunity. I think one thing that that kind of I always think of uh, America always thinks in the billions. The UK thinks in the millions. Yeah. Um, if you watch programs like Shark Tank compared to Dragons Den. Yeah. Have you, have you watched Shark Tank before? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, okay. Yeah, it, they okay. always invest in those people that are on the show they're all billionaires they're it's crazy yeah. um but i think and in the
0: uk they're arguing over 20 grand here or there exactly that, yeah. yeah
1: um so i think that um the opportunity out here is huge but of course family for, yeah. for certain people means staying at home and, and missing out on opportunity mm-hmm. whereas i decided to take that risk and, yeah. and kind of be out here for a certain amount of time do i see myself staying in la for the rest of my life no um as family gets older, etc. But um, right now, as we are here building a business, I wouldn't want to be anywhere yeah.
0: else. We're we're probably the same age. I'm thirty six. Thirty two. <laughs> 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 jokes on, jokes on me there. Um, right, you're only thirty two. Yeah.
1: I'll, me, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll get my uh, driver's <laughs> license and, and show you. Yeah. So that's that's my okay
0: no that's okay
1: (laughs) um the guys still take the piss in the office i'm like really old but (laughs) receding hairline and stuff well
0: yeah it's uh it's it's tough as well um if if you were in your 20s though is there is there a better place in the world to to be in 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 agency recruitment than la right now because i have clients like all over the world, and I always take myself back to when I was an IT recruiter, at yep. Walters, when I was 26, twenty six, twenty seven. I feel like I probably stayed in Perth a wee bit too long. If I if I had have kind of known that this existed, yeah, the bigger fees and I don't know, just
1: just a different. I've vibe. just just come back from Japan, and and that's quite an interesting market. Not that I see ourselves moving into that, but I think because most people don't speak uh, English there, yeah. um, obviously Japanese is the main culture. I- if you can find a win in, in those kind of areas, I know talking and and have met some recruiters that have done those areas, and um, it seems like a very interesting so market.
0: So there's thirty five percent they charge on their mm-hmm. on their fees. Yep. So that's that's a decent one, but uh, it it's a very candid short market, so it's always, always a good thing. This Japan and it's a very corporate market, yep. and I, I see a lot of recruiters going there for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and then unless they get a Japanese wife, yeah. And then they move on. But uh, so, w- where are we at now with the business? How how many people have you got in there?
1: Um, I think it's fifteen or sixteen. Um, so we're split at the moment between LA, London. Uh, we've got one guy who works remotely in Israel. Um, we were going to set up an office in New York. We had some issues with one of the guys um, for one of his visas last year, uh, but we're still actively trying to hire uh, yeah. f- to kind of grow out New York. We still do. all Yeah, we're still growing in loads of different areas, um, and I think we do stuff very different because the two main cities that we do, well, we hire for, which is New York and uh, San Francisco, we don't have an office in, Um, but the model seems to be working.
0: Yeah, and when you say you do things differently, what do you mean?
1: Um, I think it's just the the approach that we have. I know a lot of people probably tell you that, Uh, but just understanding the markets, understanding um, how people work, why they work uh, the way that they are using some of the tools and technologies. So, for example, we, we are often testing uh, new recruitment uh, tools and, and that aren't on the market yet. Um, so I've got a lot of connections with VCs mm. over in San Francisco and a lot of the HR tech companies out there as well. Yeah. So I've been testing some of these products. I think it was the, the first recruiter that, that tested Talent BIM back in the day, yeah. um, for example. So, yeah, we're kind of ingrained into that VC kind of market over in San Francisco. And al- we get a lot of kind of referrals and stuff.
0: You truly believe in remote recruitment as well, don't you?
1: Yeah. Um, The Israel thing, which is well, it came about because my wife's um, brother, um, he was working and doing some stuff over in New York, um, remotely from Israel, Mm -hmm. and uh, he actually now focuses on uh, East Coast. But he's got a young family as well, so he'll typically work between midnight, uh, well, between midday and midnight Mm. um, over there. So I think for certain types of people, it can work really well. Um, but yeah, that's not everyone.
0: And you're a, uh, you're a perm focused business?
1: Mostly some contract, but <laughs> <laughs> trying to move down the contract route. Um, yeah. Like everyone, I think one of the key highs we need to make next year is having that contracts manager, um, who can build out other functions. Yes, we, we're trying to, but the given the state of the U- the U S market being most of our uh, clients need and most of the candidates want, um, mm. permanent work because of the health benefits. Um, that's been one of the, yeah, main reasons why we've done that.
0: Can you can you elaborate that? Just just in terms of what what wh- why is perm so so prevalent
1: here? Sure. So essentially, the the contracts over in California are uh, pretty much at will, um, and a lot of people just with the four hundred and one k and 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 health, which is a huge thing over here. The mm. health insurance we pay for our U.S. staff is crazy. Yeah, uh, it really really is. I think that's something to factor in because I think a lot of UK recruiters come out here and don't understand how that works. Yeah, um, yeah It's a big cost to the business, um, but you have to offer it. 99% uh, of the companies do offer it. If you don't, then you're not really... Yeah, you're not really kind of competing with others that will. Um, so, so the contract... So if you're a recruiter and you're doing contract
0: over here, eh, it's probably... It's just a bit easier to get into the perm world?
1: Yeah. I would definitely say that. Yeah. Um, that's the case.
0: And what's the what's the grand vision for the business?
1: I think at the moment um, we are still we're still a mature company, but we're getting more and more referrals and lo- into lots of different areas. So we're, we're looking at different states at the moment. Um, doing some stuff in Austin, doing some stuff in Toronto, uh, doing some stuff in Chicago, hmm. um, potentially to open up bis- um, like offices over there yeah. um, and have small teams. But I think we want to keep it. At a reasonable size, we've got a lot of automation and, and tools that we could and we could quite easily be a company that's triple the size we are, uh, but we just have multiple heads given the amount of uh, numbers that we're doing inter- mm. internally, um, and yeah. So I don't. You're not a bum a, on seat type company, hey? Yeah, exactly. We don't just because we've got the roles there. We are often like I'm still hands on in the business. I still bill um, and try and drive the business forward that way. Uh, but also we wouldn't be able to do the incentives like we recently went to Tokyo. um, And yeah, we wouldn't be able to do those kinds of incentives. We're we're taking the the whole team for our Christmas party to Toronto um, for a few days, so. Would
0: you see, uh, given that you're fully remote and that you seem to have a lot of trust in people, Mm -hmm. like, could you see, could you envision maybe that you'd have like really killer recruiters one or two and we works around in the different states is that is that the kind of master vision
1: flexibility goes a long way um and if you're not flexible i think in the in the coming years it's going to be harder to compete um obviously office space is is very expensive as well um i think it's just about having that trust in 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 the team Mm. not being on top of them 24 7 um giving them time
0: um
1: being a helping hand when you're there obviously stuff's not always going to go right but i think that boiler room approach is that I was kind of brought up when I first went into a- recruitment a- and me
0: too as an IT yeah. recruiter you know, I
1: think, yeah, in certain industries I think it can work but I think the type of um, industries we're working where we're, we're most of the people we're speaking to are on 400, 500k packages that's um, insane isn't working it? at Facebook, Uber, um, Lyft, etc if you try and have those kind of conversations if you even get manage to find a the number they're going to tell you to fuck off yeah. uh, bottom of my fringe
0: because i i I always i always find that interesting how you know tech's tech's coolest area to work in right and these companies are offering all this flexibility Mm -hmm. towards towards like everything you could imagine and all these benefits and all of that and then it recruitment companies on the other hand want you to be your statue, like want their recruiters to speak to those people but yet they want to lock these guys onto a desk and mm-hmm. KPA the shit out of them, mm-hmm. so
1: h- how can they... You need to mirror your clients, number yeah. one, that was a, something I was told early on in recruitment, and if yeah. we, um, even like recruitment companies that, um, as you can tell, I'm really casual, and the office is pretty chill, um, but if we're turning up to our clients in a, in a full-blown suit, yeah. we stand out like a sore thumb. Uh, also, if we don't go in, if, if we, we go into, and I've done it before, um, you'll go to one of your clients, uh, and everyone's on Macs, and you come in with a big old computer. Yeah. You're not. C- the clients don't see you as a, as being a fit and being an add-on. And uh, yeah, we want people to kind of value us and value the work that we've done, but also to see ourselves very similar.
0: We've uh, we've been talking a long time, and uh, the the visa stuff gets talked about a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And every time a new recruitment company from the UK scales. You get rejections, right? Yeah. And then the whole, then then I get calls from everybody saying, th- there's, there's no way we're going to get a visa again for the US. Yeah. Y- you hear this all the time as well, right?
1: Yeah, so we had an unfortunate situation. Well, not an unfortunate situation, but one of the guys um, last year uh, got rejected. Um, he'd been in, in the US. He's Kurdish and he's been back to Iraq, so you can probably understand why he was rejected because there's been so many rejections. Donald Trump. Um, yeah exactly um but yeah it goes through peaks and troughs but we've we've actually just been recently introduced to a new lawyer who um was saying that she hasn't had any uh, Is this, this ghk is it yeah
0: yeah th- like all my best clients are using them and uh makes makes such a I difference i think it's
1: the type of visa that the um the lawyers are going for uh, i think if they um, going for management um yeah visas then then people seem to be getting approved but yeah, we've had four or five kind of go through and been fine, we're still doing more. Um, it, it, we wouldn't really look at anyone less than four years, I would say, at this stage, but um, that can change pretty quickly. Um, also some people want to work in London first and then move then, then out here and I think that's a really good approach to have um, if they're working from London. Yeah. Um, if
0: they're from London? Yeah. Means you're missing out on all the regional staff in Birmingham and areas like that though? That's
1: Yeah, we've missed out on a couple of people. Um, I think we would probably do that for the right person, mm. um, but I think it's more—it's very difficult, kind of going to a new city, having yeah. a new job, having a new environment. There's a lot to kind of take in, so we'd we'd rather someone kind of um, takes one of those risks away, and then they know how a company works, et cetera.
0: Is there is there much movement between the companies out here? Because um, I mean, when we started chatting, there was like three companies, and mm-hmm. Paige had been here probably the longest, maybe, and. But now, I think there's probably 12, like, sizable firms. Like, do you see a lot of, is there a lot of headhunting going on in between different firms? I I don't see a tremendous amount of movement.
1: No, I think London and and UK recruiters, no. I think some of the American recruiters, possibly. But I think a lot of people go from working in an agency to working in house. Yeah. Um, But obviously the visa stuff and trying to kind of have people fly back um, to kind of go through the visa is Can be quite messy, yeah. Um, but I suspect it's probably going to happen. Yeah, who knows? Probably one of my recruiters is speaking to another client. (laughs) client (laughs) Um,
0: okay, great. So, uh, you're currently looking for somebody to launch your New York office, correct? Um, and then just actively looking for the right people. Yeah, so we've
1: probably got three or four hires. Um, I'm desperate to hire a legal recruiter. Um, we're getting loads of, um reach out some clients about, uh, general counsels. So someone with a couple of years would be great. Mm. Um, farmers very big and we're looking into that as an area, uh, a marketing recruiter as well. Growth marketing and, and growth hacking and stuff uh, is huge over in San Francisco right now. Um, but yeah, New York, someone who's man well, ideally a hands-on manager, but I'm sure everyone probably says that to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any good recruiter that wants to kind of train and, and, um, yeah, just wants to learn and wants to earn a shit ton of money. Uh, we can offer them that shit uh, ton of money. Yeah, like it's very easy to d- to come into this environment, and you're seeing people do 100k every week, every other week.
0: That that blows
1: my mind. Which is crazy. I know.
0: What what are we doing? Why are we doing rack to It's <laughs> a story here. <laughs> did, did IT recruitment for four years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my biggest month in recruitment out here, I did 280 in oh, one month. Stuff. Uh, and that was five deals i think four or five deals break your heart Smart. which is crazy yeah. um yeah. the client actually most of the people were remote but they were like 25% at 200k most of them yeah. it's crazy nice. um but like uh, the best thing out here people pay really quickly um obviously it's two week notice period which makes a huge difference
0: yeah ours is, oh, is crazy i think we've d- we're in the most difficult niche there oh is
1: yeah, i think so Made oh. for our own back I know. <laughs> But, uh,
0: okay, great. Uh, Great catching up.
1: And, and yeah, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to make us. Thank you very much, guys. Best of luck and enjoy the rest of your trip. Cheers.
0: Well, a massive thank you to Jason for coming on the podcast again. Um, What a trip that was to L.A. Really opened my eyes up and to Miami um, so that is all of the podcasts that we did from our trip. I have a compilation video coming out of day one and day two, some snippets of uh, mine and Charlotte's thoughts um, and some great visuals. We had, uh, we had our videographer, Gabrielle Dancy, who helped us out. In LA, which was great. She did our New York one as well, so we're going to get that out all over LinkedIn. If you are listening and you see it, please give it a like and share. We went a lot of effort to do all of this, so any help you could give us would be great. Um, it is uh, these likes and shares and comments and and all the all the attention on LinkedIn is really the lifeblood of our business, and we're tremendously busy helping the best scalable UK recruitment companies around the world staff their teams and we're having a great time doing it and I'll probably give you a bit of an update uh, end of year where we're at and what what we've kind of done over the last year, maybe some of the things that have worked and haven't worked and um, we're in a very good place now and it's taken us a while to get to this point so I'd love to be able to share that with anybody who'd be interested in finding out more especially if you're at early stages of setting up your business um, I think there's lots of pitfalls that you that people fall into that potentially I could give you some advice on so feel free to hit me up on LinkedIn um, as ever I'm always available and I appreciate uh, any feedback at all thank you